0: Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to The Seat of the Cab with me, your host, Mr Nigel Williams. I tell you, it's Monday and I'm sitting at home on the couch. No, I've not been laid off. I've not been made redundant. It's a bank holiday. One of those rare things that seems to come round every now and again, although we've got three in the month of May. So take that as you will. But today I was having a little bit of lunch and I decided I would watch a little bit of YouTube. And one of the interesting things I like to watch are machining, welding, maintenance of plant and vehicles. Why? Why do I like to watch these things? Well, I like to watch these things because I don't do them. They're outside of my sphere of knowledge and my sphere of practice because I work primarily as a plant operator. That's what I do, operate heavy machinery. I don't watch heavy machinery in action, not unless it's something I'm researching or something I've a particular passion for, such as motor scrapers and motor graders. I like to watch those. But general things like excavation, dump trucks, anything to do with a digger, I'm sorry it bores me to tears um, it's an operation with a machine that I've done more with machines than I'll ever care to remember so it's not something I'm actually interested in watching excavators at work not even doing specialist operations and applications because I've done a lot I've already done a lot so due to my massive skill set I don't need to watch any of that. But I like to learn about things that I don't do very often. But today, one of the things that I did get to watch was a foundry. A a foundry in action. And this piqued my, my interest. Because very recently on a project, I got to see some manhole lids that were cast locally. These manhole lids were probably best part of 40 years old. Still in, still perfectly serviceable, still in, still in use today. But they were cast locally. There was a local foundry here, local to Melton, where they were cast. And today I watched as these steel workers in Korea... They cast all kinds of <clears throat> excuse me, they cast all kinds of fixings, valves, bends in cast steel and cast iron. I watched as they made bearings taper roller bearings, needle roller bearings also ball bearing races. And the whole time I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, we used to do that. We used to do all of that. Corby, there was a steelworks. Sheffield, steelworks. All across Wales, steelworks but also local, localised foundries that were casting steel products for industry within their locality. Now everything's made somewhere else and shipped around the country by transport, but not just around the country, but around the world. And I got to sit there and ask myself for a few minutes, what would it take what would it take to to reinitiate some of those industries back in this country? And sadly, the biggest stumbling block is actually the will to do it. You've got the environmentalists and the green lobbies and yada, 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 screaming at the top of their lungs, you can't do that here, you can't do that here. But I want a new washing machine and I want a new dishwasher and I want a new tumble dryer and I want my roads fixed and I want all of these things and I want, I want, I want. And you're going to have to buy in from the third world. That same thing built in and manufactured in the third world, you know, it still creates the same amount of pollution. It still requires the same amount of raw power and energy and raw product and material to create that. And then it takes even more energy to transport it around the world so that you can have it in your kitchen all of those skills that were once prevalent in this country you know i i think about i think about blacksmiths i think about when i was a, when i was a kid growing up and the amount of people that we knew that had horses and a blacksmith, and he had a forge and he had apprentices, and those apprentices went on to be blacksmiths themselves and farriers and hoofsmiths, and all of those arts, all of those trades are dying. We look at blacksmithing today and we consider it to be an artisan hobby. Before it was a staple form of employment and construction. People had some garden shears for trimming the hedge and they used to nip to the blacksmith and he would sharpen them or he would weld the handles up or he would rebuild the blades or he would do something with it, tighten it up. Now everything's become so mass-manufactured That the art of rebuild and reuse has been, I don't know, expedited out of the conversation. You used to have TV and VCR repair shops. Now we just have superstores where you go and buy a new one. And you send your other one for recycling. Or you just throw it in the trash. It's a conundrum, isn't it? Because not only are we losing the skill, but we're also losing the employment base. What are your kids going to do when we continue to automate and mechanise more and more and more of the construction industry? When we mechanise more and more and more of the demolition industry? What are your kids going to do for work? Are you not proud of your vocation? Are you not proud of the job that you do that earns you a living? I'm enormously proud of what I do. Enormously proud. Do I want my daughter? To do what I do. Do I want my daughter to be a plant operator? No. No I don't. No I don't want her to be a plant operator. I want her to be something more. I want her to be. A welder. Fabricator. Plant engineer. Hydraulic specialist. I want her to be. At the cutting edge. Of maintaining the equipment. Because that's going to give her the most security when it comes to employability. Plant operators, we get picked up and dropped. Hired and fired at a drop of a hat. Fears, not so easy to come by. And if you're good, you're never going to be out of a job. If you're a good plant operator, same, you'll never be out of a job. As long as you've got a good attitude. Some of them haven't as long as you've got good skills. Again, some of them haven't. But where's the appetite to to rekindle some of the industries that we once had? I was hoping that Brexit would bring us back some kind of fishing fleet back to the country, but 30 years ago they signed the Maastricht Treaty almost 30 years to the day they signed the Maastricht Treaty and I watched King's Lynn literally fall apart as the quotas were given out elsewhere and the old boys retired and the young fellas just couldn't make any money out of it because the regulation tighter and tighter and tighter and strangled the industry exponential costs rip off britain isn't just a slogan it's a reality the government demands its share of the pie and regulates us into oblivion what about the steelworks can we have steelworks and no can't have steelworks can't have steelworks because the environmental lobby demands that we shut down coal Can't have steelworks because electric furnaces consume so much of the power grid that we don't have enough power generation to stop brownouts from happening across the country for just simple domestic use, yet alone industrial purposes. It's something to think about. It's something to think about, and if you have anything that you want to share with me, your thoughts, your feelings, what you'd want to happen in this country in the future. Is there an industry you'd like to see a return of? Would you would you want to see the steel industry come back in this country? Would you want to see stainless steel cutlery on the shelves bearing the brand and the hallmark Sheffield Steel? I would. Hit me up. Let me know tell me what you think your thoughts your feelings your aspirations you know exactly where to find me nigel williams on facebook and linkedin from the seat of the cab at gmail.com on the email and i'll catch you in the next one take care folks bye bye